0: Selena and hello everyone and welcome to Sweet TN TV hey y'all welcome are you ready to rate this sucker <laughs> we're already gonna, yeah we're just gonna jump oh, right Wow. we're not even playing around we're not gonna tell you what episode we're just gonna <laughs> rate it and then just jump right you into guess extra sugar. oh my
1: gosh what if we did that would be amazing if we just uh shared our rating scale and our rating and justification and then people had to guess what episode we were talking about yeah that would be fun
0: that would be fun um, I wanted to ask you a question to start off today. This never ends well. am just a real thinker, you know? That's like what I a need. Real noodle scratcher. Yeah. Would you rather, we're going to, we might go through a series of would you rathers, but I'm just going to start off with one. Okay. Would you rather lose all of your money or all of your pictures?
1: All of my pictures, I'm afraid. Same. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I got them right up here.
0: But I really need that cash to pay you the mortgage.
1: <laughs> yeah, I gotta. I, I gotta. I gotta go with pictures. I can lose those. Yeah. That's it. I mean, I don't want to lose them.
0: Yeah, I feel. Fi- I want to tell you. I thought that you might be in a little bit more of a churn over it than that, because like, you know, your mom, children. Can I tell you something? Maybe sad
1: or horrible. Uh, I have gone through the mental exercise of what if our house burned down.
0: Oh, sure. Mm. And I've,
1: I've, I think I've already made peace with the fact that pictures would be something that would be gone. Now, we have a bunch of digital pictures, which is great. Um, so, But still, we could lose those. Yeah. So I've had to make a lot of peace with material things and being okay with those things being gone. Money is a material thing that's critical.
0: Like yeah. to where
1: the money gone, my life would be gone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I can't buy food. Right. So right. easy. Next.
0: <laughs> well, the next thing is Come on and marry me, Bill. Oh, that's it. <laughs> yeah. We're <laughs> just I didn't want to like I didn't want to like hit you with a bunch of questions, so we we're just going to do the one. Wow.
1: Season 3, episode 18, Come on and marry me, Bill. The show. So we got another Selena description here, I see. Were, was this was this the one you were really unhappy with?
0: I can't remember.
1: So, Selena says, the sugar baker's ladies are in a frenzy as they happily prepare for Charlene's wedding, but Bill's stag party throws some dangerous curves that could sabotage the elegant plans.
0: I think I just left Selena's description in there from the last one. I don't oh. think that's mine. That doesn't even sound like me.
1: Stag party. I was like, that's a weird word choice for you.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, this week's episode <laughs> It's what I just read. Oops. <laughs> it's one of them, though. Probably Hulu. I don't know.
1: Uh, air date, April 10th, 1989. <laughs> We're calling this one menage a trois marriage.
0: You, sound, you say that like somebody who speaks French. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: what was my French teacher's name? She should be so proud that I can say
0: menage a I know. Like, was it Miss <laughs> Menage <à trois>? a <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so in an
1: exciting and dramatic twist, Charlene's madam friend, Monette, returns for this one. But uh, well, this is where there's no good transition. Sadly, the actor who played her, Bobby Faye Ferguson, passed in June. She was 78. And
0: you got a little something about her coming up later? I do. We'll Selena's sidebar about her and talk a little bit about her life and some of her achievements. Okay. So this episode was written by LBT and again,
1: directed by David Trainer. So let's let's get into it. This is a big episode. General reaction, stray observations.
0: Do we need to talk about the This Is Your Life show they put on at her bachelorette party? Oh, yeah, uh, sure. You have a strong opinion. Oh, did you not have any thoughts about that specifically? I thought that
1: whole scene was a little cringy. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. um, I had read on, I don't think it's in my notes. I had read on DesigningWomen.com that this episode in particular gives fans like the warm fuzzies. And that scene in particular, I think it said, is real. really sits with people. And it really gave me the heebie-jeebies. It was just weird.
0: Yeah. So I had, okay, the stories that like, you know, they were uh, masking who was there and like mm-hmm. telling these stories behind this bed sheet or whatever. And I just, these did not hit great for me. I couldn't tell if some of the jokes, because everybody's like, <laughs> You know, like the real dramatic laughter. I couldn't tell if like maybe the jokes weren't good or if they were really just trying to write them in that character. Mm -hmm. And so like they were supposed to be like, that's what's kind of cute about them is they're not funny. I I wasn't sure. And then I had an unanswerable question about this bit, which is, are some of these tidbits from LBT's life? Like there were people telling stories about her back in Missouri. And then I was just wondering, we don't really know, but it's possible. Yeah. Some other things that I thought. Can I say one more thing about that scene?
1: It's related to that. I looked into it and I was, again, my brain working because I'm scrolling through my notes. I looked into it to see if any of LBT's family or like her husband's family were like part of that scene Because, and I mean this with all the love in the world, some of those people did not seem like actors. Mm -hmm. So the very first story that was told, that person was not a trained actor, in my opinion. Uh And so I was curious if that was family. And I was not successful in finding out. But I have read in a few places that they are notorious for dropping family into episodes. Mm -hmm. So I would be shocked and appalled if someone told me no one in that room was relation
0: well, and I and then I just rather know like that that was a real story about LBT, mm-hmm. and like I think that makes that would make it's it more like charming, a warm and fuzzy. Yeah, yeah, charming kind of thing. Actually, all of my general reactions are about that. Oh, okay. That's it? Wow. It's, it just really it must have really stayed with me. Must have. <laughs> so the, there, are... I can see how fans, like really really big fans of the show, are like. Um, excited about some parts of it. So I I did love Suzanne, Bernice, Mary Jo, and Julia lip syncing to Wedding Bell Blues. Now this also was prominently featured in Gilmore Girls in the episode where Richard and Emily renew their vows. Do you remember what song they sang? Bill, I love you so. They were lip syncing. Will mm-hmm. Julia okay. goes on to sing another song? She's also lip syncing. Not in that next one, I don't think. <laughs> oh, you think so? <laughs> it looked well,
1: really rigged.
0: I bet you they recorded her. Yes, and for they, sure. Okay.
1: That bothers, it just, I can't, it's hard oh, for me I to watch. I see.
0: I think sometimes I never know if I'm getting like a delay. And like, there was that? a weird. Not a delay, because it's not live. I don't know if you know this or not, but it's not 1989. It's not live? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, that,
1: that part, I that part of them singing My Buddy that Julia was singing at the piano.
0: I didn't like that song.
1: I loved it so much.
0: You loved that song so much.
1: I loved it so much. Did you really? Yes. The lines, the words were so sweet. I. The concept of my buddy, like not you
0: my. Love the song. I don't like the word buddy.
1: Oh, see, I love it so much. It's so endearing and so. Do you like you
0: call any of your friends buddy? It's of a different time. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I see that.
1: It felt very nostalgic. It felt very, and the lyrics were so sweet. I really loved that.
0: So some of it was getting me in my feels, but there, I that song just I don't know. It didn't do it. That for was another you. one that didn't hit well for me. I also was like thinking about this idea where except for in very special circumstances, having to sit there and look your friend dead in the eyes while they sing you a full song is weird. Okay. This is what I'm saying. And I think that was what was uncomfortable for me, even more so than the song is like, I mean, I know I've sang to a friend before and holding that eye contact the whole time, holding eye contact for a long time. Anyway, is just weird, but also doing it with the song. That's just another level. Um,
1: Julia has this thing, though, where she performs at a lot of their parties, and like we've talked before about Dixie Carter's inclination. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like I I feel comfortable saying this that no one's going to be offended. None of my friends are performers. Uh So if they were singing to me for an extended period of time, I'm not sure it would be the most enjoyable experience.
0: Oh, uh huh. Uh huh.
1: I think there are a couple who have beautiful voices, and maybe it wouldn't be so bad, but it's not in their character. So, like, if I was used to my friend singing at, at, like, parties and stuff, I'd almost be offended if she didn't sing me a song.
0: Doesn't that feel, like, of another Of another time. Yeah. I mean, that,
1: like, I don't... And I think we talked about that when we talked about Dixie Carter's Mm -hmm. proclivities for laying on the piano. No, we made that part up.
0: No, that's true. (laughs) That's true. Okay,
1: she would, like, lay out on
0: the piano. I think that's true. She definitely would come to the top of the banister. Yes. And she'd be, like fashionably 15 minutes late and she's yes. like oh are y'all waiting for me yep which I love because like she she is dramatic on the show but not in that way yeah that's in a really showy way yeah and I, I would have just loved to have been on a, a fly on the wall for that or even a guest I don't yeah. have to necessarily be a fly on the wall <laughs> that's how I like to attend parties I had one more thought about this which was um that this was all very g for a bachelorette party no. Charlene. Yeah, so, well, yes and no. Because I don't know that she's that G, but her family is very very Baptist. Mm -hmm. And so, since there were a lot of family in attendance, I get it. But my point in this is, don't underestimate women. They get wild. Yeah, for sure. The only people I know who get more wild... Are the girls. I was going to say moms. Oh. (laughs) On that first excursion out, oh, after y'all yeah. been holed up in the house a long time. Oh, yeah. you're wild. Uh, you're wild.
1: Oh, yeah. That'd be true.
0: You haven't necessarily been able to drink a lot. Yeah. So the sauce hits, hits you hard. real fast. <laughs> That's the only wilder group. Fresh new moms. That's a good
1: point. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing, so one general reaction is I thought this was a really sweet episode. Yeah. I, uh, there's different strokes for different folks. I thought my buddy, like I said, was very, it felt sentimental. It felt of another time. It felt dreamy in a way. So I loved that. Um, I will say I'm shocked. This was just one episode.
0: Part one. That they didn't do the bachelorette part.
1: Yeah. So it wasn't split over two episodes or split over a season, honestly, or a season ender or something. Mm -hmm. It just feels like these days, even in a sitcom, a wedding just traditionally gets a two parter. Yeah. You would get the bachelorette party and then the wedding.
0: On Friends, I feel like Ross got married the whole season when he got yeah, married to Emily. To Emily. Good Lord. Yeah. A whole, what, season four or something. I mean, we just spent the whole time on that wedding. So. Emily
1: really yeah. sticks with you like toilet paper on your shoe. She just would not go away. Uh, so that struck me. Uh, I also had read... I'm going to go back to designingwomenonline.com, which is like my resource for everything. Um, They said this episode was really special to LBT. It said that LBT became the first writer in TV history to write 35 consecutive episodes of a show, which we talked about in our um, finale finale Extra Sugar this last season. Mm -hmm. So they marked the 50th episode of Designing Women with a special episode, which was this wedding. Oh, okay. So this was a special episode. So I think that's part of why it fell when it fell. It just was kind of awkward to me.
0: Yeah. And I don't want, like, I, I did like this episode, and I think more of the things that I liked will come up in likes.
1: Yeah. Uh, in terms of strays, yeah, I wanted to mention that Noelle got a mention in this episode when oh. Mary Jo says Charlene had every right to tell Suzanne she couldn't bring her oh. pig to the reception. Oh. Right, right, right. So we right. had that whole discussion in episode 15 about that being the last time Noelle would appear. So at least she's here in spirit for now. Yeah. Uh, We have yet another Bud Frazier.
0: That's right. We sure do.
1: Barry Corbin this time. He's been in a ton of things. His voice to me again, like Mrs. Selner. That's what got got me. Because I know him from The Ranch on Netflix.
0: It's so funny because I have a note here where I talk about, like, I went and looked through his filmography. Oh, uh uh-huh. Because I I do know, I recognize him most as Whitey from One Tree Hill. Um, So he was the coach. I've never watched One Tree Hill. Really? Never. Um, I think you'd like it. I probably would. The I've early years, I think it kind of went off the rails a little I've bit. Like this. most of those teeny soap dramas do. Like yeah. you just run out of content. Right. Um, but that's what I knew him the most from. But when I was looking and saw Ranch, I have a note here that says, Nikki, you'll know him from the Ranch. Oh,
1: God, I love that him. show so much.
0: He was also on Yellowstone mm-hmm. uh, recently, and that's a big hit. And then like he's just so he's like got an extensive filmography. And um, actually, he's about to be in a highly anticipated Scorsese movie, so.
1: Oh, that's good to hear. Good for him. In The Ranch, um, he has hearing aids, and they're pretty visible. I don't mm-hmm. know if that was part of his character or if that mm-hmm. was just part of him getting, and he looks very different than he does in this episode. It's the aging and whatnot, but he looks very, he looks like he's, he's aged a lot, and so I, I honestly was a little worried.
0: Well, that's what 40 years will do to you. Right. Um, especially since he's already playing, like, a deck. A dad. exactly but i I feel like I don't know a lot of hearing aids are invisible so I feel like if you could see them that they must have been part feels, of the character yeah it feels like a character choice but it just is it, it's an interesting, interesting it was just
1: interesting that I don't really know him honestly from anything else
0: yeah and
1: my first reaction was that he was an older guy and so to see him in this context
0: it was weird. weird it was really weird because he looks so so different. young yeah um I mean even though he's not young but I think that speaks to Forty years. Right. Forty years. Uh, and it's just, it's just interesting because we did talk about this. We kind of queued up the fact that this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And here we are on a third father, second this season. Ronnie Clare, oh, Ronnie, excuse me, Clary Edwards still showing up as the mom. Yeah. It's just, I, I, there was probably like a scheduling conflict or something, but it's just, it's very weird for five epi- episodes later or whatever it is. To be
1: super noticeable.
0: Yeah. Like, you would have even noticed that then, I think. Right. Uh, What else did you have in strays?
1: I mentioned this a second ago, uh, sort of. So Uncle Howard's Toast uh, was really glorious. Mm -hmm. It was glorious. What's more interesting is that it was played by Howard Bloodworth, um, who is actually LBT's uncle. Mm -hmm. Um, And that goes back to my point about just not being able to put my finger on it. But some of these people felt homegrown.
0: I think it was homegrown, but also like... Giving the speech at a rehearsal dinner is like a pretty, it feels coveted or mm-hmm. something. And so for me, the reason I wound up looking into it was just because I was like, wait, I've not once heard of this uncle Howard person. Mm-hmm. And here they are getting their own speech. Like, um, I know sometimes for sack for your, like to get paid with sag, you need to like get in a line or something, but a whole speech that felt significant. And that's where I was like, something's going on here but yeah so it's interesting
1: i had one more stray mm-hmm. uh which goes to the, the stag party or the bachelor party this was important enough to me that i had to write it down so i'm curious if you feel the same way were we all uncomfortable by that lady dancing right in front of reese at the bachelor party or was it just me it was a lot of gyrating and a lot of Hal holbrook's eyes moving and it was just, it was just, it was heebie-jeebie for me.
0: I, th- I mean, there's a significant age difference there.
1: <laughs> it's just awkward.
0: Also, I think the whole thing is a little uncomfortable. The whole That whole little bit was Her name, Little Latin Lupe. Don't love that. Little Latin Loopy. Did you? In the South, yes. Do you uh, recognize her? Now that you've said it.
1: I can't, now I can't tell if I'm having a flashback to the show or from somewhere. You tell me
0: who it. It was it? driving me nuts because I was like, she looks so familiar to me. She was in the very beginning of the first Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. Oh my Missed gosh. a lot of China. Yep. That's her? That's her. Oh,
1: fascinating. I can see. Yep. A hundred percent. I see that now.
0: And I don't, oh, I don't know if this was like this with your friends. We saw that movie no fewer than 150 times. <laughs> Not with my friends, with my sister. Ah, <laughs> we used yeah. to watch that movie a lot. Well, if I had a sister, <laughs> you would have watched what, it. A yeah, lot. I would have watched it a lot with her. But
1: my dad also really loved Austin Powers, so, so we would go every time the movies came out. We'd go see it in the theater.
0: I heard rumor. It can't be a big rumor if I've heard it. <laughs> <laughs> but I understand there's a rumor. There are rumors that they're going to do another one. Um, this feels familiar to me yeah it gets hard to keep track of all the reboots but that does feel familiar yeah i wonder i don't know because you know uh, mike myers wound up doing um a new show on netflix and um i wonder if the performance of that will wind up being the indicator for whether or not they do oh. Austin powers but i'm not sure Uh, what I will say is I love Mike Myers and I think that he's hilarious. He's so funny. Um, and I've heard some really intriguing interviews with him. It just goes to show funny people are pretty serious off Mike. They got range. They're got so serious. Yeah. It's just interesting. You wouldn't think that. I only have one more stray. I don't have any more. Uh, Bill's friend's nickname is Moonwalker, mm-hmm. and it reminds me, I really think that we need to get our call signs together. So oh.
1: Just,
0: just going to get a plug-in for that, you know. Okay. We'll have to give one to each other. You can't make up your own call sign. Oh. So, fine. So you know. I'm sure we'll remember this. I told
1: Kyle I only want to be, um, <laughs> after we saw Top Gun, every time I did something cool, I would go. <laughs>
0: That's the only one you want to be. Maverick.
1: So if you'd give me that call sign,
0: that'd be cool. Yeah, absolutely. Not a problem. <laughs> so are you ready to Selena's sidebar? Mm-hmm.
1: It's a sidebar, Selena's sidebar. She's got a keyboard looking for a reward by digging deep in the obscure, taking us on a detour. What you got, Selena? In Selena's sidebar.
0: You mentioned this at the top about Bobby Faye Ferguson. so She passed away this summer. And given her connection to the show, I thought it would be nice to celebrate her by talking just a little bit about her life and her achievements. Does that sound okay with you? That sounds great. I mean, can you imagine the world where you were like, no. I would rather we not honor yeah. someone who's dead. <laughs> um, you probably could have guessed this from the name, but Bobby Faye was a Southern person. She was born in Memphis, and she grew up in Eudora, Arkansas. Oh. Oh, the connections there are coming. Yeah. She later graduated from the University of Arkansas with a degree in speech and communications. Circling around two degrees in this room. (laughs) Getting pretty close. She was in the top ten in the Miss Arkansas pageant. Hmm. And Bobby Fay also went on to be a high school teacher, and she was teacher of the year in Little Rock. Oh, that's nice. She later became a model and actress, appearing in shows like Dukes of Hazard and Remington Still, as well as Designing Women and LBT's other babies, Evening Shade and Hearts of Fire. Oh. Get this. This is where it'll really start to make sense. She was a Clinton appointee and started NASA's multimedia program in DC. Later worked for the Department of Homeland Security in LA. And in this capacity, she winds up being a consultant on a few movies and for a TV series. So I thought that was interesting. I never would have thought that I would have seen... I don't know. I just don't think that someone's going to be an actor also is like, I think I'll do a stint at NASA. They got range. You can do anything you want. That's true. Also wanted to say, acting runs in the family. Uh Uh-huh. Her son is J.R. Ferguson. He's been in a ton of stuff. You'll know him if you see him. Most recently on The Connors as Darlene's love interest, Ben. I know him as Stan Rizzo on Mad Men. Uh, Nikki is going to be Googling over there. <laughs> By all accounts, Bobby Faye was quite a human. And I just wanted to say that learning more about her really made me enjoy her performance, both here and in season one, all the more. Uh, and while you're Googling over there, Nikki. I found it. Okay. You recognize her? I do. Okay. Speaking of things that we like, <laughs> what did you
1: like about this episode, Nikki. Oh, we we that was so, such a smooth transition. I wasn't prepared for that transition. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, I have the one. Just the general, <laughs> general like that. It was a wedding episode full of romance and hijinks. What's
0: not to love? That's true. I liked Bernice's very appropriate speech at the rehearsal dinner.
1: Oh God, yes. You know, I meant I didn't mention that earlier when I talked about Uncle Howard's toast. The flip of that was that Bernice was so
0: good. She is the so best. Good. She gets up on, like, a table or an ottoman or something, and she just lets it rip. Oh, my God. And everybody just lets her go for a little while. Well, and Mary Jo calling it her very appropriate speech. That, to me, also just felt very Southern. Thank you. That's very appropriate. Go ahead. (laughs) Go ahead and sit down and never talk again. They said that Suzanne
1: drew the short straw to watch her that night. But I just really feel like Bernice is someone that needs maybe more of an Anthony
0: on her. You know,
1: uh, and you can't afford to risk a night like that on Suzanne.
0: Yeah, that was maybe not the best call.
1: Well, I would have taken Suzanne out of the running on that one. Also,
0: you can't put baby in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: gonna have to rewatch her speech a couple of times because it was very funny.
0: Yeah, it was good. Um, I enjoyed the bachelor, excuse me, the bachelor party shenanigans the most. I, I, just, I don't know Reese being there, not the gyrations in front of his face. Oh, so awkward, But just like reason. him being in the mix for this one.
1: And like saying things like, no, Julia would not approve of this at all.
0: <laughs> yeah. I th- like he had like a little good one liners in between him and Anthony, especially, but <laughs> you're really a Renaissance man. Aren't you? Anthony? <laughs> loved it. Uh, Bill and the dancer getting handcuffed together, Anthony to the rescue, knowing how to speak Spanish. And they were menage a trois handcuffs. Of course he knows this as well. Charlene and Julia busting them both. <laughs> Lupe cuffing Charlene, too, culminating with all three of them being together as Charlene attempts to get ready. I mean, just like when it, it shows her getting ready and it pulls back and they're both, that like, so haggard. Sad. That was so sad. It, it is, but it's just it's just good sitcom stuff. That was really funny. Uh, Monette having a set of keys in her purse because that's what sex workers do. That was great. I'm here for it. I, I liked it. <laughs> she saved the day yet again. Yeah. And I actually really just like the whole wedding sequence at the end. Uh, You know, we get to see everyone in the crowd, and I thought that was nice. It It was like her brother was there, Odell. Was back in the oh, crowd uh-huh. like we just pulled in a lot of people. I mean, it makes sense, right? But that's still a big production to bring all of those people in. She had mentioned Odell was at the bachelor party, uh-huh. so I
1: had to look it up to make sure because yeah, you don't get a good on the coffee table. I you think. don't get a good view of him. But we spent some time talking about him in the Odell episode, so I wanted to make sure it was the same guy and they weren't trying to pull a fast one on us like they were with Papa Frazier.
0: Right, was the same guy. right. Uh, so I just I, I like that aspect of it. Uh, their wedding attire. Lots of hats. Uh, And like even Lupe being in the crowd. Oh, yeah. She got excited. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I even teared up a little bit. See, I liked it. I liked it. I liked it.
1: What about what we didn't like? Uh, The only beef I could possibly have, and I think I mentioned this a few minutes ago, was all the singing. There was just so much singing. I think maybe I missed that they were lip syncing that one song when it was the four of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but every time, and I rewatched this episode a couple times, every time it happened, I had to walk away because it was just so awkward for me. Um, and the My Buddy, I could listen to that. Although, I think Annie Potts' character, and I also thought maybe they were lip syncing that too because she she had sort of like a clownish kind of voice thing happening like we had one episode where she sang and it was at a christmas Christmas? party or something and it was kind of a funny muppety sort of sounding voice that's what it sounded like here Mm -hmm. and it just sounded pretend or something it sounded something
0: it's like i think we said this then and and this would be the way i would talk it's like a another era style of singing it's like 30s yeah or 40s and it reminds me of snow white okay Okay, I can get I'm on board with that. wishing in the wishing well. It like was... the, I'm not, Any pot sounds better than what I just did, but I'm talking about this. Ah, you, ah. It's just like Got a it. very interesting, do you, do you want me to look you dead in the <laughs> eye <laughs> and sing My Buddy for three my and a half minutes? My Buddy. <laughs> that was my only beef. I'm I just, gargling and singing
1: all at once. Every time they sing on this show, it's just, it's really hard for me to watch.
0: There's so much lip syncing. Yeah, yeah. I just that's, can't watch it. That's understandable. My only thing was, that I was on the fence about, was the bachelorette party. I, I think I just wanted a little bit more from that. I wanted them to let their 80s teased hair down. Mm-hmm. And I wanted them to run the town. I wanted them to paint it red. And uh, we got a really G-rated bachelorette party. And I just wanted more for Charlene. You know? <laughs> you ready to rate this sucker? I'm ready. Uh, what you got? This Little
1: Light of Mine Wedding Performances.
0: Ah, Okay. I gave it a five out of five.
1: That's very nice. I didn't really have much against this episode. I thought mm-hmm. it was nice.
0: hmm I agree. Uh, I give it a 4.8 out of five. Respectable. Keyless cuffs. Mm-hmm. Got to get some of those keyless cuffs, guys. <laughs> and a saw. <laughs> Well, just in case. But uh, it was fun, sweet, easy breezy, with enough drama to keep me interested. And it wasn't serious drama that's, like, upsetting. Right. And uh, we got to see our girl get married to someone she loves. What's not to love? What's not to love? Who won the episode and who butted all biscuits?
1: I mean, Monette, right? She freed him from the handcuffs. Bam. Stole the words right out of your mouth.
0: Yeah, basically. I Well, I did say someone... Get that gal a better job than taking care of the guest book. Sheesh.
1: Mm, yeah. She needed
0: an upgrade, I think.
1: She did. She was part of the house party and not the bridal party.
0: Yeah. Flashback to last week's episode. It was a goodie. <laughs> Who lost the episode and served us lumpy gravy?
1: So I want to be all girl power and whatnot. <laughs> but I'm a little cheesed off at Little Latin Loopy. Oh, okay. Why would she not have... The key to those handcuffs.
0: It's her boyfriend's fault.
1: That is just not responsible stripping.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, but it was her boyfriend's fault, wasn't
1: it? No, I think she left her purse in his car recently. My thing
0: is, why was the solution to Bill and Charlene arguing that she threw the handcuffs on Charlene, too? Like, right. that, this is just, I mean, I, I get it. She's tired. She's so tired. I
1: think she just wanted to be extra clear. Like, I don't want to get between you guys. This is not about that. This is a total misunderstanding.
0: And the best way for me to not get in between you guys is to literally get in between you guys. (laughs) Yeah, well. The best laid plans and all of that. Uh, I went with uh, all of Charlene's exes because she's off the market now, which I'm pretty sure I've used before. (laughs) Oh. In some episode, somewhere, somehow. But hey, she's a catch. So if I have used it before, it's worth doing it twice. It's
1: true. 80s things? They mentioned Animal House, uh, and this is only an 80s thing because we don't have a 70s thing. Uh, But Animal House was a National Lampoon's film from the late 70s, written by, among others, Harold Ramis of Ghostbusters fame. Mm. I also noticed he directed an episode of The Office that I watched yesterday. I think it's a few. Probably. I just happened to notice it.
0: You should listen to The Office ladies, and they talk about him, and he just sounds like the most wonderful human being. Mm -hmm. I just love him so much, which is weird because I don't know him. Also, he's passed. But, um, yeah, he just seems wonderful.
1: So anyone who doesn't know Animal House was the like the reason most people know John Belushi. Yes. Um, it's about a fraternity, and it's a little off color. So that's why Suzanne referenced it in reference to The Bachelor
0: Party, maybe. Yeah, I think so.
1: So that was my only 80s thing.
0: I've never seen it.
1: I think I've seen bits and pieces of it, but I don't remember. Yeah, like Clips. I think I, I mean, I think I've watched, sat down and watched it, mm-hmm. but it's like one of those things what that I just sort of. Caddy Shack. Caddyshack. Yeah. I definitely. I'm, caddy, I'm I've good. definitely watched Caddyshack like that, sort yeah. of in and out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. I don't know. Just, it's yeah. just
1: not that funny to me.
0: <clears throat> yeah. I think, I
1: think. And I think Harold Ramis is hilarious. Sure. I think um, uh, Caddyshack is Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. Hilarious.
0: Comedy evolves. So I think it could have been very hilarious at that time. Well, I also think it's it's context. Yeah. Like,
1: I think possibly there's a group of people that would watch that now and think it's hilarious. And maybe that's just not my kind of humor.
0: Yeah. I watch
1: Mean Girls. I watch Mean Girls. And I think that's the funniest movie in the history of the world. Kyle watched it with me recently. And with the exception of a couple of lines, he didn't laugh at all. Yeah. He just didn't see the humor. So.
0: Yeah. I think I I do find, but like I feel like uh, Mean Girls is a little bit more modern. I think even someone who enjoyed Caddyshack a long time ago, I think if they were just really laughing it up, I think it would be nostalgia mm-hmm. more than it just being like still that funny today. And again, I do really think that's because comedy evolves so much. And I think Tina Fey is just such a force. Yeah. Um, that the things that she some some stuff doesn't age as badly. Yeah uh i mean caddyshack classic go check it out i don't want to crap on really 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 what are an inarguably great movies so mine was everything at the wedding Hmm. 80s yeah i mean charlene's dress just the whole bit i mean it was beautiful but it was just 1989 yeah you know uh the decorations everything the shenanigans for this one actually feel very of this era. Oh, no, we're handcuffed together. Oh, no, no one has a key. No. Oh, no. You know, I just feel Highway like... Highway
1: State Patrol had to stop the boyfriend on his way to Shreveport versus I just... just calling a cell phone.
0: Right. I just feel like also the handcuff thing was... I, I didn't have time to look into it, but I just feel like that was a really big story, like like plot device at the time. I feel like I have seen people get... Oh, no, we were handcuffed together, probably in, like, 12 comedies from that time. Hmm. So, Southern things. Uh, Ozark Beauty
1: College. This was mentioned by Charlene's sister during the bachelorette party. I didn't do a deep dive, but I did Google it, and it seems legit. Hmm. It seems like that's an actual cosmetology school. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was a reference to the guy who played Floyd on Mayberry RFD. Another one. Yeah, in Shreveport, (laughs) Louisiana, which is where Lupe was moving.
0: Okay. Oh, that was good to put that in Southern. I'm like, I we just had Floyd in one. That's because that was in my references we need to talk about. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I had no Southern things, which I knew was wrong.
1: There weren't a lot of references in this episode. There just wasn't a lot of maybe space for that.
0: Yeah. Uh, so you already mentioned Floyd. My other references we need to talk about is the Missouri Waltz. This is... Uh, the official state song and has been since June 30th, 1949. I, I wasn't actually, I think it wasn't even written by anyone in Missouri. It was like written by someone in Maine or something. Cut lines.
1: Uh, there was a bit cut from the opening scene, uh, carrying on from the conversation about Noel not being allowed to the reception. Suzanne says, Mary Jo, I guess I'll be picking you up for the wedding since I don't have anybody to take. Charlene says, what did I tell you? She's mad about that pig. Oh, Charlene, don't be ridiculous. If you don't want Noelle to come to your reception, that's your right. I just think Mr. Garfinkel's going to be a little disappointed. Who's Mr. Garfinkel? My shoemaker. I mean, he just about knocked himself out designing those little pig pumps. So when's the big bus from He Haw getting here? Suzanne, if you're referring to my family, they're coming in a nine-car caravan because the plane fare would have cost over a million dollars. I'm going to tell them you said that. Oh, lighten up. I bet they would have enjoyed meeting my pig. And then after the cuffs came off, you just mentioned that Lupe was in the audience. Uh, after the cuffs came off, Charlene invited her to the wedding. And that was cut.
0: That's our Charlene.
1: So next episode. We are, we are rounding home plate. Episode 19, The Women of Atlanta. It's my mom's favorite episode. Mm, is that some foreshadowing? Ooh. We'd love everyone to follow along with us and engage. Instagram and Facebook at Sweet Tea and TV. Email SweetTeaTVPod at gmail.com, and our website is SweetTeaTV.com. We have lots of ways you can support the show. You can tell your family and friends about us. You can rate and or review the podcast wherever you listen. And there are additional ways available on the website from our Support Us
0: page. And hang tight for extra sugar. This week we're talking about bachelorette parties. So grab your beer funnel and your obligatory penis-shaped party favor. We're about to get wild. Girl's gone wild not girls gone wild see sorry Nikki put your top on <laughs> and you know what that means what does it mean Selena it means we'll see you around the bend. bye, bye. Welcome to this week's edition of Extra Sugar. So, Charlene's Bachelorette Party got us, me, we interested in the general tradition. So today, we're going to talk a little bit about the history of bachelorette parties. Top bachelorette, that's a really hard word to say twice in a (laughs) row. Batch party destinations in the South. And then I thought we'd close out by talking about some memories. It could be our bachelorette party, or it could be someone else's bachelorette party.
1: Mm, I thought what happened in Vegas stayed in Vegas.
0: Well, be careful. Don't break oh, girl shoot. code. Yeah, just... I signed some NDAs. <laughs> well, then you'll have to tell other stories. Um, <clears throat> also, do you know what bachelorette parties are called in like the UK and Ireland? Staget parties? Hen parties? Hen
1: parties. I did know that, actually. I don't like it. Oh,
0: I don't, they're just clucking, you know, women just,
1: I bet that's it. Yeah,
0: it is exactly it. They're
1: laying around on their eggs, just clucking around.
0: Cause so Ashley had, they threw her a hen party over there and she would tell me like kind of update me on what they were doing or whatever. And I'd be like, stop saying hen party. Ah, <laughs> uh, Sorry, Ashley. I love you. Mm. Um, it's it just, I don't know. It just, it just seems mean. Anyways, patriarchy. So, I found this article in Time. And not like in Time. (laughs) (laughs) In due time. Somewhere over the course and histories of Time. But in actually the magazine Time. The predecessor of the bachelorette party emerged in the 50s and 60s as a second bridal shower of sorts that allowed women to drink with their girlfriends and open more (gasps) risque gifts like lingerie. Mm. To contrast with that idea, some form of the bachelor party has been around for so long that its roots can be traced back to Spartans. <laughs> 50s, 60s, Spartans. That feels right. Maybe women just didn't want to celebrate getting married. Yeah. <laughs> But the bachelorette party wasn't really cemented in culture until the 80s. In fact, the article says the first mention of this type of party first appeared in Time back in 1979, and it spotlighted male strippers in Wisconsin. I have to tell you. I wasn't, of all places? That's what I'm saying. That was the last location <laughs> that I was expecting. But good for y'all. Uh, sociologist Beth Montemuro, Montemuro? points to bachelorette parties as a byproduct of the women's liberation movement and sexual revolution. I think you could argue that the introduction of these parties for women was really quite progressive for the Times. Time also speaks to the evolution of these events from one night of debauchery to these very elaborate, expensive weekends. Sure, sure, the internet and social media have exacerbated things, but the real culprit? Any ideas? The male stripper industry. (laughs) The the male stripper industrial complex. (laughs) No idea. It's a wonderful guess. It is none other than the wedding of the century back in 1981, when soon-to-be Princess Diana and Prince Charles married in a wedding seen by 750 million, just in case you weren't aware of how many people it was, worldwide. Suddenly, everything had to be bigger, better, more extravagant, and I just don't think we ever really turned back. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about top bachelorette party destinations in the South. Mm-hmm. So I narrowed the list down to four. Okay. And basically what I did, I need you to know my criteria. Okay. It's very important to me. I looked across a few lists. If they appear multiple times, we're talking about it. Right. Okay. First on the list. Wait, do I get to guess? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, so I think the th- four that I narrowed it to? Yes. Okay.
1: Nashville. Okay. New Orleans. hmm. Charleston. hmm. And Greenbow, Alabama.
0: As, as, if you guess that last one, <laughs> it's a it's little gonna b- bit of a, a sticker outer. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Um, but I'm, you're, I don't think you'll guess it.
1: It's not somewhere in Kentucky? No. Not somewhere in Virginia?
0: Yes. Okay.
1: Do you want to guess? Charleston, Char- Char- Charl- Charlottesville.
0: Shut the front door. <laughs>
1: I couldn't think of that name. I couldn't think of that city.
0: Well, you in my notes.
1: <laughs> I was not. Did like, I get I them think all you for you, even, right?
0: Oh, you didn't name them in order, but for a second I thought you did. And I was like, <laughs> she in my notes. <laughs> she, she, she's about Google Docs. <laughs> so we'll start with New Orleans, your favorite city. And I have to tell you, after I was reading more about it, and you have talked to me for for years about like how great it is there. Yeah. And I think I, it's just hard for me to not get. Bourbon, or to get Bourbon Street out of my head. Like, yes. that is just one part. And now, like, I really want to go after looking into this segment. Yeah. But it's arguably the most obvious choice. Mm-hmm. And because of Bourbon Street, it's the most obvious choice for celebrating. Uh, you know, what can I say? In the Bible Belt, we get really excited when we can drink legally in the streets.
1: I love debauchery. That's right. love open container laws.
0: That's right. So... There are other creative ways, though, to spend your time. Like I was just alluding to, you don't have to be. You can be on Bourbon Street the whole time, but there's other stuff. There's a Voodoo Museum, swamp tours, ghost tours, live jazz. What? I was imagining a bunch of bachelorettes on the swamp tour. <laughs> <laughs> just like the fans blowing in the back, and they're Why, all that? got it's their so bikinis funny to me. on. <laughs> Hey, it's it's all stripes, you know, (laughs) something for everybody. So, but also like there's gumbo and beignets, which you'll want to eat in your bikini. And I mean, I'm ready to go right now.
1: I feel like it's also very aesthetic and very Instagrammable, which is what I feel like bachelorette parties have become.
0: Yeah. I'm like, hold on. I got to put something on Instagram, but also (laughs) I just can't stand that culture.
1: Not having been to a bachelorette party in... Lots of years at this point. Like it's probably been at least five years. No, it's been longer than that. At least seven years that I've been to a bachelorette party. So I don't I mean, I don't know how much to like how relevant my perspective is on it, but on social media I just see absolutely bachelorette parties. And I they're think just very aesthetic.
0: All of these places are. Yes. And that's part of what's in the criteria. Play into this. Mm-hmm. Uh Charleston. Mm-hmm. Well, do you have any questions for me? Just know you can stop and stop me and talk. What would I answer? I haven't <laughs> even been to New Orleans. You'd be like, yes, where can I get the best
1: beignets? I think I'm all set. I'd be like, well, you tell me. Probably not Cafe Du Monde, but it is the most Instagrammable beignet stop, I feel like.
0: Yeah. It's Just classic, so you know. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, also ran by a uh, female chef, I think. Charleston. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, this is a great pick because Charleston kind of has it all. I, it's one of my favorite cities. It's certainly one of my, maybe my favorite city in all of the South. You got great food. You got nightlife on King Street. I want to be very clear. I'm old. And even when I wasn't old, I had become old. So the nightlife doesn't mean as much to me, but it's there. There's also Folly Beach nearby. So if you just need to get in that bikini, you absolutely can. There's great shopping. I think a lot of People would probably point you back to King Street for shopping. That is definitely where your upscale Pradas and stuff are. I actually prefer Historic Charleston City Market. It's an open-air market with lots of unique finds. And it also has a Callie's Hot Little Biscuit at the end, so... The historic district is also full of a lot of really cool architecture. I mean that has to be one of my favorite parts about there, which firmly puts me in my late thirties, guys. I realize most bachelorettes aren't probably like, ooh, I want to see this architecture. But maybe I bet they walk drunkenly down the cobblestone streets wondering
1: about the architecture. But it
0: is that aesthetic. Uh-huh. So Rainbow Row or like the pineapple fountain, all of those things. I mean if you're gonna really pass pretty. out somewhere, you might as well pass out there. On the pineapple fountain. Sure. Yeah. So It's just like a balloon letting out air. (laughs) Nashville. I
1: love Nashville. This was
0: actually top of mind for me. Because when we were actually sort of planning out the season, Nashville was the first place I thought of when we were talking about doing this segment. Because in my mind, I would say for the last... At least five years. This has been the place I hear everybody saying that they're going for a bachelorette party. I I was pretty sure I'd seen it as like kind of like the Vegas of the Mm -hmm. South or something. But I didn't find any articles that were really saying that. It was in a lot of lists, but just as one more thing on the list, which surprised me a little bit. I expected to see some more fanfare. But when it does come to bachelorette parties, the music city... Hits all the right notes. Oh, Oh, no. Oh, no. Someone will love it. My mom will love it. Thanks, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) But what they're really known for is live music. So it's everywhere, especially on Lower Broad or a.k.a. Honky Tonk Highway. Mm -hmm. Bar hopping is also something that you can accomplish on Honky Tonk Highway. You can tour the nearby Jack Daniels Distillery you can get a ride to the distillery and back from the distillery and everyone can remain safe. So I feel like Uber
1: good. is very popular in Nashville.
0: I would think so. I'm guessing Jack Daniels has so much money. We They may not need the Uber to do that.
1: We did New Year's Eve in Nashville one year and Jack Daniels was the sponsor and they had um, all through Broadway, they had um, setups where you could grab a shot. Or a mixed drink. Everywhere
0: you turn. Smart. Smart. Also, one of the Southern billionaire families. The Browns. Oh, that's right. Mm. The last thing on the list for Nashville. Good eating. Mm. You know, you've got the Gulch. The Sobro neighborhoods. And then you're it. the spice. You're in the home of hot chicken. Mm. Nashville hot chicken. So hot. Yeah, so Hattie B's is probably the most well-known option. We also have one here in Atlanta, and I think they're just all over the country now. But there are definitely plenty of good ones to choose from. Eater Nashville even keeps a running list, so you can always stay abreast. A chicken (sighs) breast. I would just like to say, I didn't even write that. (laughs) Okay. That was so fancy, it just came right to here. (laughs) Oh, I
1: I thought you plagiarized it. I didn't even write that. I just borrowed it from someone else. No,
0: I just just came came from right in your noggin. It was just, it lamely just came straight to me in the moment. So. Good for you. Last on the list that you also guessed, which blows my mind, is Charlottesville, Virginia. I wanted to include something that was a little less obvious. Mm -hmm. In this one, I, I wouldn't have probably included it, but just kept popping up. So. Here we are. Sorry, Charlottesville. Not that there's anything. I just, I don't know. Like I said, it's not the typical choice.
1: Something is, I am missing something about Charlottesville because I've heard a lot of conversation about it recently Mm -hmm. and everybody loves it.
0: It sounds like it's a really cute town. I've
1: never been there.
0: So for this one, I would say that this is for your wine loving Mm. bachelorette party. There's the Monticello Wine Trail that offers top rate wineries with tourable, tasteable vineyards. And the Wedding Wire suggests that Keswick, Barbersville, and Horton Vineyards, as well as Pippin Hill Farm and Vineyards, are all good spots. Your backdrop, the Blue Ridge Mountains. So it's not only beautiful to look at, but fun to play in with all your outdoorsy activities, potentially on deck, if that's what you want to do. Uh, or you could, just, you could just go drink. I don't, <laughs> I don't care about the backdrop. You can just care about the bottle. Don't hike and drink. It's just a little safety tip from us to you. Or do if you want to. I mean, I guess you can, but it really feels like a bad idea.
1: I feel like you're being really judgmental right now, Selena.
0: I just don't want you to die. It doesn't feel safe. No. Uh, So Main Street, I wonder, is what you're hearing about a lot, possibly. But this is where you'll find food and drink. And that whole downtown area is supposed to be what's really, really cute. So I don't know. Virginia is just like it's that place that's it is in the South, but it's a really long way from us. It is. It and... takes a long time to drive to Virginia, so I don't know. I'll be getting there anytime soon. So tell us about it, <laughs> unless unless Charlottesville wants us to pay us to go. Sure. Yeah, they or not pay us, just pay for the trip <laughs> and us, the trip and food. Ah. Uh, So we'll link to some information Uh, for anyone that's interested. Maybe you're planning a bachelorette party. But even if you're not, like even though this was for planning a bachelorette party, you can totally just use this to plan a trip because it got me excited to take a trip. Mm -hmm. And I am well beyond the bachelorette party phase of my life. So our last stop for today's tour... Would be memories. And I just wanted to ask Nikki, is there anything that stands out for you as a memory, whether it be your own bachelorette party or other people's bachelorette parties? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-oh. Would you like (laughs) me to start off? Yes, please. I just have to say that the best part about this is that I also give you a heads up. (laughs) I know. I know. I know. I know. I wasn't ready. So... I'll just talk about my own bachelorette party first. It was actually a shared event with my friend Sylvia, who got married two months before me. So we went to her family's lake house in Alabama, Lake Wadawi, and we hung out. We ate good food and drank the drinks. The thing is, it's been 11 years now. (laughs) So the details are a little fuzzy at this point. But I do remember a couple of key things that are very... Bachelorette party. One is that we both got together and made shirts for everyone, as one does. I still have it hanging around here somewhere, but there is a lady in a martini glass. And then uh also very of the time. I have made some of those redneck wine glasses with the red solo cup on top of oh, the I candlestick. Love those. Uh, and I have made that for all of our friends before we went. I think I might have even put names or something on them. So there's that one. We also threw our friend Allie, her bachelorette party there a few a few years later. I think my friend Kelly's was one of my more memorable bachelorette parties. This is the one where we wound up going to the Cornet Club, mm. where there's women on one side and men on the other. Mm-hmm. Tip, pro tip. <laughs> oh, what they gonna be? What kind of tip? It's not gonna be what you think it's gonna be. Oh. What it's gonna be is. If you go to a strip club, I I, I rarely just say this is like, just go ahead and do this uh, proactively, but be drunk. Because being sober at a strip club is the pits. And I will never do it again. Uh, sorry, this isn't to poo-poo on my friend's bachelorette party. That or one was strippers. on me. No, no, no. But I will say that for me, as a female, there was nothing sexy about a man throwing his penis, trying to throw it over my shoulder. Uh, I definitely, yeah, it's just very aggressive. I feel like it's a little bit forward. <laughs> Can we know names first? Old
1: Oak. Oh, what okay. do you call him? <laughs> so it was a male stripper, but I thought this was a patron. I missed the male
0: female. I, <laughs> I was like, either way. What is happening? The dancer, a patron. Don't throw your penis over my shoulder. What's happening? I mean, it, and I'm saying that a little bit in jest, but just barely. Like, just barely. Oh, yeah. So, it just, it wasn't for me. No. And I thought, I was like, I'll just go over to the side with women, because maybe that's a little bit, I don't know. It's just be better. And then, that got me ten shades of sad. <laughs> and, I, what I'm trying to say is, there should be a two drink minimum. Yeah. Like at comedy clubs, because you need it. You need it, Nikki. You need the booze. Yeah. I I did want to give one more, which is Casey's sister. She had a great bachelorette party in Chattanooga. We did a scavenger hunt and a dinner cruise. Uh, The scavenger hunt was like a lot of fun. Those, I would tell you that just honestly, that does not really match up with my personality, but this is what shows you that sometimes, like, stop being a butthole, just try something new, and you might enjoy it. Also, Chattanooga is very cute. It is. Yeah, that probably should have made the list, too.
1: Uh, So I have to comment on one thing, which is your beef with Charlene's bachelorette party was that it was G-rated. Yeah. You have described three bachelorette party, four bachelorette party experiences, which involved a scavenger hunt, Mm -hmm. cups, you made cups mm-hmm. and t-shirts mm-hmm. with the one outlier being the strip club.
0: Well, and all the blow that we did. Right? <laughs> I didn't say, I just said, I said women could get wild. So I don't know. That was just interesting to me.
1: I have been to a handful of bachelorette parties. I feel like these things in theory are way more fun than they are in person. I have a real problem with male strippers. They not the problem. I don't have beef with the strippers. I, they make me uncomfortable. And that's a me thing. That's not a them thing. It's just not for me. And uh, I went to one bachelorette party where there was a male stripper. My friends probably have different memories of this than I do. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I made friends with him. He was a very nice guy. Uh, The stripper part was uncomfortable for me. But afterwards, he was very nice.
0: I always make friends with the dancers. It just happens. Especially when, I'm sorry, especially when they're women dancers. Because you know, I'm like, oh, well, what are you doing? Are you in school? Like, <laughs> what's happening here? You tell me, like, what's this like? Like, walk me through it. You know, you just you just wind up chatting. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Uh, so my bachelorette party, I think, was pretty g. Ge- I think it was pretty tame because that's just that's my personality. Unfortunately, the people who hosted it for me, I think, understood that. But it was mostly just I, we must have gone out or something. I remember going to dinner, and I remember coming back, and we did like a lingerie party mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then we must have gone out afterwards but it wasn't wild and crazy so i don't know that one with the male strippers probably the most wild and crazy i've been because we left there and went to opera which I, I don't even know if it's open anymore but when it was open that place was whew, it was a lot to take in yeah it was a lot to take in that was an intense that was an intense night but uh yeah th- uh, art parties aren't my favorite thing mm-hmm. i like a bridal shower i like a wedding. I like party. a brunch. I would love a, a brunch. I would love a brunch with bottomless mimosas. That would be super fun for me. It
0: just, so that's the other thing. Like I've had plenty of wild nights. They didn't always wind up being on bachelorette party nights. I don't know what to tell you. That's, right. just, that's just like, but that actually, I'm glad you said that because what I would actually say when it comes to these parties and when it comes to these memories for me and what really rose to the top. I, I can take shots and funnel beers. I mean I don't do that anymore, but I could do that any night. Like I'm like in high school, <laughs> in middle school. No. But like the thing that was for me is it's like bonding experiences and time with my people. Like it was with it's with the women who've been an integral part of my life. And so it's like this opportunity to like share in a big milestone in whatever's going on for them. Yeah. Uh, and vice versa. And I think that's really what was the most meaningful.
1: I think that's what is, I think that scavenger hunt sounds super fun. I think a night away with my girlfriends, and we try to do this a couple times a year to do a night away, and we have one coming up soon, away from the family, away from the husbands, away from the kids, just to be us. And the older we get, the more we can just enjoy us. Like we yeah. don't need all the stuff that comes with it.
0: All the stuff. And I think that's like, that's sort of like the evolution of friendship too. Like, I remember it, like, just being our girlfriends. Now, you have to remember, my friends and I have been friends since we, some of us were 9, 10, 11. And so this is a very long-storied friendship, right? But it was, like, that time where it was just you, and it was, like, it wasn't all of this peripheral stuff. Mm -hmm. And then you get into this period where, like, suddenly, like, there always has to be, like, we'll just call them love interests around. Mm -hmm. And you get into this phase where it always has to be, partying or like always has to be like, everybody's always got to be stimulated and something fun's got to be going on. And I feel like we're circling back to this phase where we really just get, we just want to sit there and talk Mm -hmm. and like catch up. And, uh, you know, what can I say? Like friendship's a great thing. And if this is one additional way to celebrate that, I'm all about it. One other thing that I wanted to share is that we'll link to a bride's article that describes how to plan a bachelorette party. You know, if you're in that phase of your life, including important points of etiquette that will hopefully help avoid any awkward discussions about who's doing what, who's paying for what. Because that gets awkward. That does get awkward. Uh Uh-huh. And here's hoping that this inspired y'all to travel and get wild and then one day get old. Like me. Not Nikki. She's very young. three Three months younger. And that's this week's edition of Extra Sugar.